I'm Elaine Casket, and this is Wednesday's Ghost. In the middle of every week, I tell you a story that's true, that's real, and that makes me feel just a little bit vulnerable. This week, a tale of how fear of missing out often makes you really miss out, and a magical evening when I escaped that fate. This story was originally told online for Bodies of Stories during one of the pandemic lockdowns. The theme that night was gratitude. I'm happy to retell it to you now. Awake at the wheel. Let me tell you a story. I once had a thief of a job. It stole nearly everything. Every waking moment, a few too many of the sleeping ones, my health, my attention, and whenever it broke into my mind, its burglary tool of choice was my phone. All my daughter's early drawings of me depict me with a glowing rectangle in my right hand, a kind of cyborg arm. The stick person would always be smiling, but I know, and she knew, behind those two dots for eyes, the mind was elsewhere. My daughter had a stick person with an illuminated hand for a mother. To be grateful, you have to be able to see the lovely and amazing things that are right in front of you right now. To appreciate something, you have to be present and aware of it, and I wasn't present. For far too long, I wasn't aware. was too busy, too concerned with the people and problems on the other side of every email. It took a series of unfortunate events to wake me up, but I finally managed to quit the job that was robbing me of my attention and my gratitude. I started to write. While writing a book, I enjoyed a flexible schedule that breathed more oxygen into my family life. For a good while, both my ability to be present and my gratitude were restored. My daughter stopped drawing me with a phone in my hand. Sometimes we sat down together and drew pictures of ourselves, choosing other colorful objects for us to be holding, like triple scoop ice cream cones. But the minute my book was published, the thief stole back into my brain. I was on my phone again, constantly monitoring how well things were going, whether I could relax. How many reviews? How many sales? How many stars on Amazon? How many stars? In any given day, I could only feel happy or grateful in a day when the stars were aligned. We marked the end of this stressful, watchful summer by going to a festival in the back of beyond. English summer music festivals can be damp and muddy affairs, but fortune was on our side. It was warm and dry. We spent time with family and friends, and there was music everywhere. In years past, I'd embraced the lack of 4G in this location, but this time I was constantly trying to catch a signal on my phone. When I couldn't get one, I felt tetchy and anxious. When I could, I was distracted and anxious. And then something dreadful happened. 
On the last day of the festival, I lost it. I lost my phone and I panicked. I patted down my pockets repeatedly, upended my rucksack, scoured the tent, made frantic repeated trips to lost property, but it was nowhere to be found. Even more than the cost of replacement, I was worried about being out of touch for 24 hours. With misery hanging over my head like a cloud, and not the cloud that I craved, I trailed listlessly behind my child who was gambling like a lamb through the crowds and sounds and darkness. What if I failed to respond to a comment on Twitter? What if I failed to clock a new review of the book or missed a new constellation of stars on my Amazon listing? And then something magical happened. With surprising rapidity, my mind reorientated to the present moment, like a spotlight swinging to another space on a stage. As she navigates a tunnel of trees and low-hanging branches wreathed in fairy lights, my nine-year-old daughter's waterfall of blonde hair ripples as she moves and shines as though it's lit from within. Spotting something up ahead, she darts ahead of me and behind a shadow puppet theater that's hidden in a quiet corner of the woods. Soon I see the silhouette of a long extinct creature, a dodo, emerge from stage left. The dodo meets a griffin, who's swooping in from stage right and they engage in silent conflict. Although music drifts through the trees from a nearby stage, everything seems very still. I turn to the dad of the griffin who's standing nearby. He says hello and asks me what I do, and I feel a stab of anxiety, but I say simply, I'm a writer. I ask what he does. I'm a woodsman, he says. Woodsmen are not particularly garrulous, it turns out, and so together we watch the play in mute appreciation. Not so much a writer and a woodsman as the mother of the dodo and the father of the griffin, parents of these two shadowy, fantastical creatures. Now it's gone midnight and my daughter signs herself up and takes to the stage at a karaoke bar housed in a ramshackle temporary structure in another part of the woods. When it's her turn at the mic, she pulls me onto the stage with her to borrow courage that in the end she does not appear to need. It's clear from the first shimmering glissando of piano notes that this little creature has selected Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive which she belts out with as much determination and forcefulness as any woman who's ever been jilted and regained her strength. There's rapturous applause and her eyes are alight as we return to our seats. She sits alongside me on a hay bale and joins in the choruses. Hang the DJ, hang the DJ, hang the DJ. You'll never live like common people. Sweet Caroline. I have no way of filming or recording any of this. Somehow, although it usually would, it doesn't seem to matter. Later still, with bits of hay still stuck to us from the karaoke venue, my daughter and I sit close to one another as our chair pauses at the top of the oldest functioning Ferris wheel in Britain, a surviving hunk of Victoriana. In the star-flecked inky darkness above the tree line, bats wheel and dart all around us. It is chilly, and she's wearing a knitted hat that looks like a chicken. I cannot take a photograph. I cannot post to or check any social media. These impossibilities, far from seeming tragic, are the furthest things from my mind. 
The other passengers have boarded, and as the wheel starts to rotate in earnest, my little one insists that we both keep our hands in the air. The smiling faces of onlookers on the ground are blurry as we flash past. My daughter's face, as I look down at her, is clear. Her smile is wide. Her joy is pure. We squeal as we ascend and descend, rising into darkness and falling into light. The night is chill and black, but my happiness is so great that it seems to fill my body with light and warmth right up through my arms and my hands as they reach into the air. I imagine our mutual gratitude illuminating our outstretched fingertips. We too are stars. Thanks for tuning in to Wednesday's Ghost. Hope to see you again next Wednesday with another story that's real and that's true. It makes me feel just a little bit vulnerable. If you're liking this, please subscribe or leave a review or a rating. It does help a lot, those stars. Until next week, this is Elaine Casket.